It's a radical thing in today's culture for a young man to reject what the culture tells him will make him happy in favor of what God is showing him will truly make him happy. These are the honest conversations of the men discerning the priesthood in the Diocese of Nashville, seminarians learning what it means to follow Christ's call. You're going to have to interact with the people and you're going to have to knock on their door and be like, hey, like, I haven't seen you in a while. Are you okay? Everything's going on. Dealing with the challenges. Sometimes I was like, boy, I wish I would have paid more attention in that class. <laughs> I'd be able to answer this question a little bit better. Let me get back to you. Finding the beauty. At least for us in our seminarian time, um, we have to do papers. We have to do all these things, but always uh, create some times where you're going to spend time with the Lord. This is the Nash Vocations Podcast. Adapted for Nashville Catholic Radio. Part two of a talk about friendship. Hello and welcome to the Nash Vocations Podcast. My name is Seth Reed. You've heard my voice many times before. I am in uh, my second year of theology now. So today's episode is going to be about friendship. So we've all come to seminary at different points in our lives. When you first came to seminary, like, for me, I was the first one sent to, to St. Joseph's in Covington, Louisiana, and I was the only one from my diocese there. I was the guinea pig. I know that Tex, you were the first one, maybe not the first, but you were the only person from your diocese to come here. Yeah. So like when you come, usually when the diocese sends you, they send you with at least another guy or you've already got brothers there. So you kind of already have a built-in relationship of friends when you arrive at the seminary. Rolando, you came in with two guys at St. Joseph's, or three guys, and then Felix, you came in with Rolando. So when y'all came into seminary, was it hard to make friends? Like, cause I mean, for me, I'm an introvert and I think everybody knows that. <laughs> so like, I'm not one to really go out there and like, hey man, you're, you're the greatest guy ever. Let's hang out, you're really cool. I, I have to slowly build up a relationship with somebody and slowly reveal myself to them. And then it's like, okay, I can trust this person to be kind of a little myself with them, which is a little crazy as some of them can attest to. But yeah, so how was it for y'all? So for me, like you said, I was the only one from my diocese that was here at St. Meinrad. Um, my diocese is very small. Amarillo is a you know mission diocese, like a number of ones, and we're we're struggling for vocations. You're, so, th- you're actually the only seminarian for your diocese. Uh, we you? actually have another oh, seminarian. Have another um, he's a uh, immigrant student from Mexico, okay. and he goes to San Antonio. He's studying English right now. But yes, I'm I'm the only technically homegrown right. uh, seminarian. So somebody from my diocese, I lived in my diocese. Uh, so yeah, I was the only one that was here at St. Meinrad. And I, I remember pulling up being extremely nervous, extremely nervous about one thing. I was 32 at the time. And I was extremely nervous about being the oldest seminarian. Mm-hmm. And I got, I went on a tour with uh, Father Mark, well, you know, Father now, but Mark Schuster, he was a deacon at the time. And he was giving me a tour of St. Meinrad, which is, you know, it's like a maze around here. And he told me, I said, hey, Mark, how old are you? And he said, 43. And I I immediately had this piece about St. Meinrad and that everything was going to be okay. And it was just that one little moment. And I very much remember that. But unlike Seth, I'm an extrovert. (laughs) I mean, so I'm an extrovert and... I met, you know, a very extrovert person uh, also, and he would come by my room often, 
And really within a first, the first day, I got out of my room and was walking around the seminary meeting people. Uh, you know, we had all the orientation and the big schedule that goes along with coming to the seminary first. But I was able to get out and just say hi to people. And I have to say that, like, the people that I initially hung out with in seminary, they didn't, they didn't become my initial friends. So it took a lot, or, you know, my, my big friends. So it took a while for me to kind of, like, figure out my place in the seminary. But I've never really had a problem just walking around, meeting people, getting to know people, things like that. It's just part of my personality. Yeah. Yeah, I think that um, for me... My first year, like you mentioned, Seth, uh, going to St. Joseph's uh, Seminary, we share that in the sense that we went to the seminary together for a year, and mm -hmm. then uh, our diocese transferred to uh, Holy Trinity in Dallas. So it was really challenging to be the new guy again. And, you know, after one year, uh, or I'm new to to the seminary again after a year uh, in that sense. But uh, I think one uh, thing that's re really important to mention is age. Um, the older you get, you realize uh, that it's not uh, necessarily just about being friends with everyone. Uh, yeah. And so you approach your relationships different. Mm -hmm. um, so I think there's a little bit more also genuineness on maybe I don't want to just get out there just yet and be friends with everybody. Because on the one hand, uh, you want to, you're also 30. I went in when I was 26, I think. 26, yeah, that's correct. And so there was a little bit of a better understanding of what friendship kind of entailed for me. And so um, oftentimes I can come across wrong for somebody who's 19, you know, like all oh, this guy's bitter. Um, but uh, no, it might just be like, well, I'm just not necessarily in the best shape to get out there and play a game with you. <laughs> or also, um, I, I just, I have other things in mind, you know, yeah. that have, have about, about how I want to go in at least uh, that new seminarian experience for me it was challenging but i also uh, enjoyed it in the sense that i tend to roll toward extroversion a little bit too uh, i'm kind of like in the middle so it's always it, it depends with me but um it was a challenge and i think the uh ryan mentioned the uh, organic development of a relationship and that's to me that's very worth noting because before seminary i had an approach that was more systematic where I kind of selected my friends. And uh, even before I came back to our faith, I was very selective of my friendships. And the more I built my relationship with the Lord, the more I let go of this system and just allowed myself to be with the other people and allowed the other people to just reveal themselves as they wish. And that it's an organic development that uh, I got to understand later that I didn't have before. Right. Well, I mean, you know, I, I, I tend to approach every new situation like an adventure. And once I decided to commit to the priesthood, I knew I was where I was supposed to be. So I arrived here with Rolando and, you know, I just, you know, try to meet as many people as possible, knowing that some of those will turn into friendships and some of them won't turn into friendships. Um but, you know, I, I just, I, w I was so comfortable coming in here for some reason. I don't, even my spiritual advisor would, just was, you know, flabbergasted that I, you know, are you having any problems with these guys being, you know, half your age? I'm like, I, 
don't even notice they're half my age because <laughs> I'm kind of in my 20s mentally anyway. Um, so, I mean, you know, I just, I, I just went around and met as many people as I could, enjoyed every second of it. Some of them stuck, you know, some of them didn't, you know. Yeah. Do you consider yourself an extrovert, Felix? I'm on, I'm on, the, I'm on the precipice of extrovert. I'm an introvert on my Myers-Briggs test. Okay. But, you know, I've worked at it for so long. I, you know, I faked it till I made it throughout my <laughs> 20s and 30s. Um, you know, I love being alone. I'm, I recharge best when I'm alone. Uh, but I, I'm a very social person at the same time. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's just, I mean, it, it's, it's a great experience. I mean, it, it's, it's, I'm looking towards the future, my eyes on the prize. The journey getting there is just as exciting, you know, as the destination. Uh, and then when I get to the destination, it'll be a completely new experience that I'm excited to tackle. I mean, it, it's, life is just, you know, you never know what's going to happen when you turn the corner. But if you're on the right road and you know you're on the right road, you're not scared of those turns. Uh, I just get very excited. So. Yeah. yeah. For me, going to St. Joseph's and being the only one from my diocese there, I mean, as I already mentioned, I'm an, an introvert. So, you know, I was reserved like I was when I first came to Minerad. But then, like, R Rolando will know him, but this guy named Jesse Trevino, he just came up to me and started talking to me. He's like, what the hell does this guy want? <laughs> but he just kept talking to me. And eventually, like, he was from the Diocese of Brownsville, and they kind of adopted me since I was by myself. And so I became friends with Jesse and a couple of the other guys. And then, of course, I had the Tennessee connection. So Rolando and them were from Memphis. So I would go out with, I think I went out with them maybe once or twice, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so, And I would talk to Rolando because we were in the same class. So I, it was a slow development for me. And even here at Minerad, it like the first semester I was kind of like, okay, I, let me figure things out. And then the second semester, I think as techs can attest to, I started to kind of walk around the halls and meet people and do stuff like that. And I am continuing to do that as I started this year. Yeah, I think that's so interesting because, you know, while I'm an extrovert, you know, it's very interesting for me to hear introverts' perspective on making friendships because I always find that, I, you know, like if I give advice or somebody's like, how do I make friends in the seminary? I'm always like, oh, you got to walk around the hall. You got to go to every event. You got to just, just be present, be present, go to everything, go to everything. And so I like, sometimes I try and like force my extrovertness on <laughs> other people, you know, and, and I have to be really uh, careful with that when it comes to peer reviews because all the advice I'll give is, oh, you need to be more extrovert. You need to be more extrovert. You know, and, oh, really? and, and well, when it's not like saying the words exactly, but right. it'll be something like, I wish this person would walk around the seminary more. And I wish this person would uh, <laughs> stay longer. At community yeah, events. yeah, exactly. Go to all the community yeah. events. And really, you know, like where I think those things are important, it's just not the same for everybody. You right. know, my extrovert way that I make friends is not the same as Seth's introvert way that he right. makes friends. And that's that's where that's where it's really cool like building relationships and friendships it's just different for every single person and you know one of my best friends is a complete introvert you know it's it's just very interesting how it all works is he out. a priest now yeah dave really? gagnon yes, yeah dave gagnon he was my best friend in the seminary <laughs> for a couple of years and he's full introvert and we could sit in a room for a long time and never say anything just watching football I love you know days. and he's people awesome. would filter in and out but 
It's just very interesting how he's an introvert, I'm an extrovert, and we're really, you know, we're really good friends. It was a joy to see you two together in your room every day last last year. Yeah, it's just, it's like an open door policy. Yeah. You know, whoever wants to come in and say hello can come in, watch football, stay a while. Y'all's and dynamic was fascinating to watch. That is, um, I mean, uh, you know, Aristotle approaches that in the sense of virtue. He says, like, uh, something around the idea that friends help you become better. Uh, and there's a under virtues in, in there present uh, in a good friendship. And I think when you talk about introverts versus uh, extroverted people, there's a complementarity there that uh, also takes place. And uh, it's not about helping the other become more extroverted or helping the other become less extroverted, but um, really uh, that there's a complementarity that we can actually be friends, even if you are a little more uh, of an introvert than an extrovert, and uh, I can that resonates a lot. And uh, and uh, but I was thinking about Aristotle's approach on virtue, and like you, in one way, uh, in a certain sense, you help each other, you connect each other, and you build each other up. Well, I mean, it's like when I came to the, you know, me and Rolando are the only two here, and you know, it's like from Memphis. From is. Memphis, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, you know, but it's like we're going to be in the same diocese, you know, hopefully for the rest of our lives. So it's kind of nice to have somebody that you can, become, you know, because we've gotten a lot closer since we've been here. And uh, it's kind of nice to have somebody that, you know, has your back even when you get back. I love all the other guys in our diocese, but, you know, it's always nice to have somebody who's, you know, shared the same experiences at the same school and you know and you know we we lean on each other for a lot of stuff so yeah that's very comforting to know that i'll take that back with me to memphis yeah, i think it's important that if you have diocese brothers which ryan unfortunately doesn't hear with him but if you do have i think it's that's one of the most important things to do is to build up relationships with your diocese brothers because they're going to be in your presbyterate they're going to be the priest who stands beside you at the altar, or they're going to be the priest who you call like, hey, man, I, I can you go to the hospital for me? This person's calling me, and I can't go because I'm hearing confessions. I, I think that's very important to build up those relationships with your diocesan brothers, whether it's in seminary, if you go to the same seminary, or whether it's back in the diocese when you can get together for a congregation or retreat or whatever it is. But I think the next question is, uh, so we may have talked about this a little bit, but we can go deeper into it. How do you develop good friendships in seminary? Like, how do you, like, because, like, I would consider us all friends. I, I think I'm probably a better friend with Rolando because I just, I have known him a bit longer than I have Felix and Ryan. So I would say that we have a good friendship. Like, we can talk to each other. We can uh, make fun of each other. We're on that level. I mean, I make fun of a lot of people because, I mean, that's what we do when we joke around. But, like, part of it is time, yes. But also part of his personality too, because like he said, he's in the middle of the extrovert introvert, and I'm an introvert, so he helps bring the extrovert out of me. And same thing with when I sit down and talk with Ryan or Felix, they help bring that out of me because they're just more energetic and they're more uh, emotive and things like that. But yeah, what's y'all's opinion? How do you like develop a really good friendship with somebody besides just spending time with them? Right. Um, I'll say this, and I. I um, I heard something from a married uh, 
guy in our diocese uh, during our one of our youth conferences. And it's not like I don't think about it or didn't think about it before, but it was very awesome to hear from this married guy who was just not afraid that his wife would think, you love God more than I do, uh, more than you love me, I'm sorry. And, um, and I'll say that that's probably the first step, that realizing that there is an essential part of your being that's not going to be fulfilled by anybody else but God. And I think that once that's, that foundational level is there, you can develop the friendships uh, in an organic way. They may just happen or with a little bit of intentionality, perhaps not always locking the door to your room. Uh, but um, Rolando is motioning towards Felix, so I can't see that. But <laughs> no, he's putting Felix on the spot right now. <laughs> nah, no, um, <laughs> there's uh, definitely I think that what I would like to say is that primary foundation, realizing that God comes first and that uh, there's going to be a part of you that's not going to be at all satisfied by anyone else, regardless of how much you think they are, uh, how high you think of them, or how uh, amazing they are, or how good at sports they might be. But realizing that God comes first, and if that's not met, that immediate desire for God, that immediate need for God is not met, none of your relationships will be necessarily um, in my opinion, in place. Hmm. Yeah, I really like that. I like, I like, I agree. I, th- I agree with that 100%. I would probably also add that, you know, given the past year we've had, it seems to me like uh, building relationships and friendships take work. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, I always tease me, oh, why don't, you know, people always tease me, why don't you call me more? Why don't you call me more? And my natural response is, well, the phone works two ways here. <laughs> you know, like, you can call me also. Right, yeah. You can send a text. Yeah. And, you know, uh, but relationships take work. And friendships specifically take work. And developing friendships takes work. And so, you, you know, that means time. That means, you know, organic development. But that also sometimes means, you know, being intentional about calling somebody yeah. and being intentional about texting somebody and being ten- intentional about, yeah, this person's door's locked, but I need to knock and see how they're doing and just say what's up. I think that's a important point, too, is like just to be intentional with, with being with them and doing stuff with them. Like I have uh, recently started a D&D campaign here at seminary. Guys were playing before me, but they had not been playing for a couple of months. And like I intentionally went to certain people like, hey, man, like. You want to play? Yeah. And so, because there are people that I don't necessarily interact with all the time, like like Nick. Yeah. I don't ever see Nick because we're in different classes. Yeah. So I was like invited him like because I want to get to know him and spend time with him. Well, and that's also the really, really cool thing about seminary is there's tons of guys here that have different interests. Mm-hmm. You know, we have 100 guys here. There's a group for D&D players yep. that like to play D&D. There's a group for guys that like to watch football. There's a group for guys that like to sit in their room and play music. There's a group of guys that love to watch movies. And so you can, in a sense, in the seminary, find your natural group or participate in multiple groups. And that is very intentional where you can develop friendships. So, yeah, if you are a a young man and you're listening to this or an old man, Felix's case, listening to this and you're thinking about coming to seminary, like that is a good that's a good place to start. Besides just like walking around the halls, find out where those particular groups are and then like go and join them. Like if there's a football group that sits down every Sunday during football season, like go in there and just sit with them. If there's a group that plays D and D and you play D and D do that. I mean, there's video game competitions all the time too. Yeah, absolutely. 
And for those of us who have no idea what D&D means, what is that? It's uh, Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> ah, okay. I, I had the same question. <laughs> but I, I think it was just beautiful, though. It's uh, a role-playing Ryan, game. You were talking about uh, the, the, difference, the differences in the interest. Uh, and uh, so I was like, well, for those of us who have no idea what that is. But that, again, to say, like, not because of that. I mean, we don't have um, opportunity for a friendship. Mm-hmm. You know? so. Well, I mean, I, I'm kind of like I was in high school. I pretty much hung around every group of guys there were. I mean, I connect on people with a cert, at a certain level that I connect with. I mean, you get to know somebody, and it's almost like, you know, falling in love or, you know, in, in that sense of the word, you, the more they reveal you about themselves to you, the more you either, you know, you're drawn to them or the more you're not. And some people, you know, as they reveal their character, you, you start to think, oh my God, you know, this is a really cool person. You know, this is a person that I will, you know, would like to put my trust in. This is a person that I enjoy things that they have to say. I enjoy hearing about their experiences. And there's other people that you don't quite as click with. So I don't really, I, I click with just random people from different walks. You know, I, I click with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Most people I click with, but there's but they they're from different groups different interests different backgrounds and 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 uh it's 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 mainly the way you know with my you know my chemistry and my value system and how our value systems line up i think it's also you know worth noting for maybe a young person that is considering the seminary i've never felt unwelcome walking in and asking if I can join a group mm-hmm. or, you know, just sitting down, yeah, like man. sitting down to play Dungeons and Dragons or a lot of people here play Settlers of Catan and a lot of people watch movies and things like that. And I've never felt unwelcome, um, you know, walking up to a group and saying, hey, can I join y'all? Mm-hmm. I've never felt that. Yeah, St. Monrad has a very good uh, community life because I know at other seminaries, like you try to do that and they will say like, no, you're not. You're not part of our group. Like, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A very sad reality. Yeah, that, yeah, that is very sad. Seminary can be very clicky, especially college seminary. I think theology less so, but like college seminary can be very clicky sometimes. Yeah, it goes back to that maturity thing. Yeah, yeah of course. Rolando yeah. was talking about probably. Yeah. That is, um, yeah, I, I've I've seen that. I think having gone through college level, you see that. And uh, but some part of the beauty, I think, of that maturity part is uh, you get to theology and you realize a lot more who's really going to be sticking for the long run. If I may say one uh, last thing about this topic, though, from uh, from the book Genuine Friendship, Father points out uh, three things that are, he's, and the way he sees it, he says, is it, these are three things that are absolutely essential elements for a friendship. And he brings up virtue, uh, given the capacity to be and relate as a friend, uh, mutual interest, which provides a desire for friendship, and he says a favorite common activity, which is a way our friendship is lived out. And uh, it's probably not one in, uh, all the time in order, you know, but you can definitely find those in a good, uh, genuine friendship. Um, virtue, mutual interest, and a favorite common activity, mm-hmm. whether that's playing soccer or... Um, Playing video games. Playing or, video games, card games, which yeah. I'll probably, I'll learn one day, hopefully. <laughs> but yeah, Felix, I think he brought up a point, point too, like 
So you you said that you you're not inclusive to everybody. You're exclusive to everybody. Like you don't have like one particular group that you adhere to. You just kind of bounce back and forth. Well, yeah. I mean, my friends come from all those different interests. Right. Yeah. And I don't necessarily have most of those interests. I right. like to read and and hang out, you know, in small groups. Uh, I prefer small groups to big groups. Um, but I don't. You know, I don't look at what are your interests before I decide to be your friend. I'm like, you know, do I like this person? Do they like me? You know, how do we interact? Um, it, it's, uh, you know, is, is this a, you know, a good person? You know, and most everybody here is a good person. I get along with just about everybody here. I think it's important, though, because as, as future, hopefully, priests, we can't be like with just like, one group of people. Our right. job will right. be to be with everybody. And so I think that's just an important point because, like, yes, we have our friends, we have our friend groups, but we all know that we have to reach out to the people who are maybe extremely introverted or the people who kind of hang out only with a certain group of people all the time. And I think that's just an important point to kind of point out that we have to be able to be with everybody. Yeah, and I think at Minerad, one of the great ways that that's facilitated is through the dining room yes you know there's an open seating policy at the dining room you can sit with anybody and you're expected to actually fill in seats if there's an open seat at a table and so it really allows you the ability to get to know different people in the seminary who you might not interact with on a regular basis and you can actually be intentional i want to you know i don't know this person very well i'm going to go sit by them and and talk to them a little bit and learn their story and i think uh it's a good model for priestly uh, vocations and a priestly life is being able to sit with people, uh, make appropriate small talk, and get to know them on a better level. So thank you for listening. Uh, we're going to do something new now. If you have any questions that you would like seminarians to answer, you can email those questions to priest at nashvocations.org. That is, again, priest at nashvocations.org. Uh, the diocese will get those to us. If one of the priests answers those, uh, just ignore it and wait for it to be on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having Thank us. you all. Thank you. This has been an adaptation of the Nash Vocations podcast for Nashville Catholic Radio in conjunction with the Vocations Office of the Diocese of Nashville. Shining the light of our Catholic faith in everyday life. This is Nashville Catholic Radio, 100.5 FM and streaming at NashvilleCR.com.